Hey everyone, this is Joe with $2 Creature Feature, and I just wanted to thank you all so much for being patient with our release schedule. And, you know, I can gladly say that your patience has been finally rewarded. We're back on track with our bi-weekly release schedule, and I absolutely cannot wait for you to see what we have in store for you. And, as always, if you're enjoying our content, uh, feel free to follow us on Twitter and tweet at us using the hashtag $2pod. And, you know, if you're feeling truly generous, you can always become a patron at our patreon.com slash $2creature. That's the number two, the word dollar, and creature. And now, without further ado, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. to be scared spoopy (laughs) all right and welcome to two dollar creature feature uh if you're you're tuning in i want to thank say thank you uh for listening um i am ray i am the keeper it is an actual play uh pre-recorded international podcast of monster of the week set in the 1960s inside of a carnival like the the background is is a carnival called Severus Savarti's Traveling Fun Fair. I would like to introduce you to my cast, and I'll let them introduce themselves and uh, give you their pronouns. Um, and uh, my pronouns are he him, but since I will be playing all the characters in the world, um, it's going to be pretty fluid. Um, so, uh, all right, here's my cast. Hey, I am Laura McMillan. She her. Also, she, her. Uh, Door is the wronged playbook. Um, you will meet her, but she is um, quite young, uh, late teens, maybe even younger, though she wouldn't want to admit to that. Um, if you see her at the carnival, she is likely uh, manning the ticket booth or helping set things up. Um, she's petite, but stronger than she looks. She's got pretty broad shoulders under um, baggy clothes and a shock of dark hair hanging in her face with some very bright green eyes peeking out from under it. Uh, hello, I am Nye. I'll be playing uh, Nemo, yes, hello. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm playing the monstrous class and uh, Nemo is a uh, uh, 20-somethings individual, uh, slightly tall, quite skinny, uh, wearing very out-of-fashion clothes that are practically threadbare and is also um, quite creepy uh, in, a, in, a, in a non-confrontational kind of way, I guess, if Slenderman had some personality. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I'm trying to think what else I need to say. Uh, yes, no, you'll be finding out all the wonderful things that uh, I've been getting up to in my several centuries of life. Even though somebody has been uh, investigating on my personal history, but I don't know this. 
Oh yeah, um, nobody knows anything about that. Um, definitely not, not you. Uh, my name is uh, Joe. Uh, I um, am playing the Hex Playbook. Uh, the character's name is Sybil. And you know, um, if you're vaguely familiar with Knights of the Old Republic, I came to realize that uh, I'm styled after uh, the Mira Luca, Visus Mar. So if you're a, a, a Star Wars fanboy, uh, you'll, you'll definitely understand that reference. Um, uh, if you can find me on social media, I am, I am so very sorry. Um, just, just ignore it. Uh, yeah, and that's, that's, that's me. Uh, and I'm Sam Richardson, uh, joining for the very first time. Um, my pronouns are he, him, uh, and the character that I'll be playing today is, his name is Chess Sastry. Uh, he is the searcher playbook, and he also uses he, him pronouns. Uh, I'll give a, a little description of him when he actually comes up in uh, play. Yeah, we have a special guest star today. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I was uh, going to say, um, if you are listening to the podcast and you're like, wait a minute, I don't remember Sam being on here. Um, Sam has graciously <laughs> uh, accepted our invitation to guest star today, and we are all really excited. Yeah. I mean, we, we kept... I am, for also, I am equally excited. For he, he eventually I relented after the a thousand email of begging and pleading. <laughs> and, you know, it's, it is what it is. Yeah, this is taking up so oh, much no. of my precious time, my usually leave. spent laying in bed yeah. staring at the ceiling. Oh, you have a ceiling? Lucky. I've got a I've got a six a.m. Uh, sit in bed and stare at the ceiling. So we better we better kind of get through this, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> Laura sent me your your cell number, and I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. I was really trying hard not to to oh fan out too much. <laughs> I need that so I can send you memes at three a.m. Uh, every single day for the next six to nine months. Hey, Just... I honestly I could use more memes in my life. So. Um, I want to get some special thanks out of the way. Uh, first off, I want to thank um, William White uh, for doing our theme music. I I want to say thank you to uh, Q Times for um, hosting the series that uh, inspired this one, um, which is Monster of the Week, uh, done by uh, Sam Richardson, who um, I wanted to thank as well um, for giving this wonderful world and allowing us to, to play in it. Um, and I also want to thank Michael Sands and Evil Hat uh, Productions for giving us this this wonderful system that um, has has truly made some great games. So I just want to say thanks to all of you. You, you can say you're welcome, yeah. Sam. That's no, no, we're, we're <laughs> <laughs> well. I no, I, I honestly, I, I was telling all of you before the podcast started, but I will repeat it here. Um, it it is so amazing to like see people enjoying the series that we made and I'm, I'm really really honored to be uh, on here with people who had a good time with it and, and thought the story was worth something. Uh, I think that really speaks to the other players that were on that series. Uh, William White who, who did the intro music as well as Jonas Newhouse and Sammy Dar. Um, that, that series would not be what it is without them. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm very well, honored to be here award exception acceptance speeches so yeah, uh, if you're yeah. wondering why that's all we've been doing <laughs> yeah. I, I, I do like the idea of an, of an, an award yeah. exception as well. i feel i feel like we have yeah. a good shot at that 
I have an exception yeah, exactly. to receiving. I have this an award. expectation. <laughs> it's not going to be met, but I mean, I have it. <laughs> All right. Um. So just to recap, our last episode was uh, what I like to call an on-the-road episode. Um. It happens between arcs, and it fills again. in things that, um, you know, it's not connected. There isn't a big scary monster that's that um our hunters are going after. It's it's really just kind of like giving our characters some breathing room. So, uh, Dora and Nemo um, decided to go to a nearby cafe. Um, the whole carnival is staying inside of a roadside motel in a small town. And they specialize <laughs> in biscuits and gravy. And um, uh, sweet tea, which um, was, was very nice, um, nice cultural exchange. It was, it was very good. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Are there any hot browns? That's what I'm interested Ooh. in. Um, but while they were off doing that, um, Sybil decided to uh, do a little research. She had gotten a tip that Nemo may not be all that he seems to be. Jonas Hauser uh, was born with a special condition. From their hair were two very obvious bone extensions. As they grew up, people began to tease them because they looked like horns. School was very rough for Jonas, and eventually they left. Without much in the realm of job possibilities, uh, they met Severus Savarti. And there, they found their true calling. Severus never asked and never put the option out to add them into any sort of freak show. Instead, Severus asked them a simple question. What do you want to do? And Jonas wasn't sure, but Severus, being patient, allowed them to move around with the carnival and find where they fit in. And eventually, Jonas found their true calling. As most people would hear language from animals or communicate with another person on a deep level, Jonas had that same attraction to mechanics. It didn't matter if it was hydraulics from one of the rides or if it was from a combustion engine from one of the vehicles that carried the carnival to and fro. Jonas felt a kinship with them. It was not something that they could really put into words, but nevertheless, they understood each other. If something went wrong, Jonas knew it. And as such, Jonas, with their horns, became known as a wizard of the mechanics, bearing a lot of the weight of maintenance on their shoulders. And as such, Jonas now found themselves in a motel on the side of the road of a busy highway, a place that was only known as a good truck stop for weary travelers and car salesmen, or just general salesmen, to park for the night. The hotel itself had not been paid much attention. The sheets were at least clean. The white tile in the bathrooms had turned to a smoked over yellow color, but it was nice. Whenever you live on the road, that's as much a home as you can get. So Jonas, in the middle of the night, is watching their TV. It's fuzzy as the shows have gone off long ago, but Jonas has found themselves sort of perplexed by the static of the television. They enjoy watching the stereo of the sandstorm going on their screen. And while their focus is on that, they hear 
the sound of nails moving across metal inside the vent. Hello? Jonas calls up. It's silent. They go over to the heating and air conditioning vent and look up, trying to see if there is something in it. They don't see anything in there. Hmm. And Jonas walks to the bathroom. And in it is a bubbling pool of black liquid. What? The f I, I, I'm going to have to let them know, Jonas tells themselves, as they walk over to the phone and begin to dial the number. Before they can finish, there's a screeching. The sound of nail on metal and then a popping noise. And before Jonas can finish, before they can react, they're gone. Door. You wake up inside of your hotel room. The sound of your phone ringing. Fumble for it. Pick it up. Hello? Hello? Dorothy. It's Scarecrow. Who is this? That's not, that's not, that's not funny. Who is this? It's no joke. I was just wondering, are you going to be coming back to Oz for Christmas? Well, who is, 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 is it? This isn't funny. This isn't Eddie. Who is this? It's Eddie. It's a I slammed down the phone. Okay. Yeah. Um, your phone starts ringing again. I, I pick it up and I'm, I'm holding it like, like sort of away from my ear. Like I'm a little bit afraid of the phone. You. Who are, who are you? Why are you, why are you calling now? Who is this? Hear static begin to come over the phone. And then a loud shrill begins blasting through the phone. And it goes dead. As soon as, soon as the loud shrill thing, I just like throw it away from myself. Just throw the receiver. If it pulls out of the wall, it pulls out of the wall. Yeah, and it does. And it, it slams against the wall. And it goes dead. Sybil, what are you doing? This is the point where you would have woken up from uh, your encounter with Atreus. Uh, so, uh, after I had been thrown back um, from the force of the vision that I saw last um, last week, um, I would stand up, I would shake my head, and I would I would notice the the extra energy, little bit of bounce in my step. Um, as if something had changed with my uh, with my physicality, with my body, um, and I, I look around and I notice the mess about me. While I'm tempted to do more exploration of like visions and what have you of 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 Atreus, I recognize that um, I barely survived the last time. Uh, so I am going to try and find Nemo or uh, Dor. Uh, no, I'm going to try and find Dor uh, to talk about what I found out about Nemo Okay, uh, last um, session. You I would definitely such know... Such a pouty face. <laughs> you definitely know uh, Dor's <laughs> uh, bedroom number, or um, hotel number. Okay, so I go to room number 69. Um, uh, 
Rio Grande. They would have a nice emotional point. And I knock on the door uh, gently at first. Um, as soon as you knock, you hear just like a <gasps> from inside um, as door just reacts in terror to another um, another sound that she doesn't know if this is going to be a real person or who it is at the door. Um, and I think here's like a, a thump, like she accidentally tripped over something, like maybe backing away from the door. Um, but who is it? Who's there? Who's there? Who is it? it who is it? It's, it's Sybil. Are, is, are, are you all right? And I, I try and open the door because uh, I know how uh, I can sense her panic. I just want to make sure that door is all right. Is it Sybil? It's, um, I, um, is it, hang on, hang on, hang on, I'm, um, I'm coming, I'm, don't, don't open the door, I'm coming, um, and I wait patiently, and door, door does go, um, pick up her, her shotgun from where she had it, um, which is on the, probably on the nightstand, it's probably like she knocked to the floor when, um, when she, and she go, goes to the door to that, um, again, to the, the peephole where the, the glass is, is knocked out and, and peeks through. Um, I think when she, see, when she sees that it is Sybil, um, she'll unlock it and, and just sort of step back from the door silently opening it. But she has her hand on her shotgun right now. And I, um, when, I, when I see that she opens the door, I... I glance at her shotgun and I, I know how it feels to be on the receiving end of that. Yeah. And I quickly sidestep the barrel. Um, and I ask, is, is everything okay? What, what happened? Um, our door? Um, <laughs> when, door, when Dora sees that you're, you're sort of stepping around the shotgun, she sort of looks abashed. Um, and lowers it. Um, sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um, there were, I think I, I think I had a nightmare maybe. There was, um, the, the did it, did anybody, have you had any weird phone calls or anything or any, any dreams? I just, I think I just had a really weird dream. That's, uh, that's all. If you're asking, I, I tend to have strange dreams, yes, but, um, if you're the one that's having them, I feel like there's something else that may be going on. Do you want to talk about it? Um, do you want to tell me what, what you experienced? Maybe I can help. <laughs> um, I mean, it was, prob- it, was, it, was, it was probably just a normal nightmare. Um, but you, um, you can, you can, you can talk to people who aren't here anymore, right? Um. Sometimes? I can. I, I can, I can, I have in the past talked to people that aren't here anymore, but that, that usually requires something more, um, some, for lack of a better term, uh, more powerful than, uh, more power than, than you have. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> not, not my strength, that's for sure. 
Um, but have they ever... Well, have they ever tried talking to you without you trying first? Just out of nowhere? That... No. No. Uh, who... who? Who did you... Who's talking to you um, that you would be so concerned? I think it was just... It was just... Um, it was either a nightmare or a prank phone call, I think. Mm. For sure. For sure. For sure it was one of those... One of those things. Uh, I can... I can set up some wards, try and keep you a little bit safer, um, if that makes you feel better. I mean, I know that you think it's just a nightmare, and it very well maybe, but... Um, the least I can do is try and make your your sleep a little bit more restful uh, and safe. Do you, would you like that, or I? I don't. I don't think it. I don't think it was something dangerous. It wasn't it wasn't somebody dangerous and. called me and they said it was Eddie. Oh. But it wasn't Eddie, obviously. Eddie doesn't... I mean, even if... <laughs> I mean, I would love it if somebody picked if someone, if someone called and it was really Eddie, but I... Um, I don't think... I don't... I don't think he can just call that he wouldn't know I'm here anyway and he just asked if I was coming home for Christmas, which would not be the first thing he would ask at this point. It just sounded normal. Um, so I think it was... It was I mean... It's either a prank phone call or it was a nightmare. Those are the only two options, I think. I, I glance around and I notice that the phone has been thrown um, across the room. And I say, I go over to pick it up. And um, surreptitiously, um, I would like to use a move, uh, if possible, just to uh, try and detect if anything had happened. Um, cast the bone. I believe is what it's called um, and who has touched this before me uh, would I be able to use that to detect like a magical uh, emanation uh, from something that had uh, passed through it potentially or uh, you can try yeah. you, okay. you can uh, how many times can you use cast the bones during a mystery uh, once per mystery because yeah, yeah. bear in mind once you use this you won't be able to use it for the rest of the mystery and it might not work true because i think it's so instead i am going to i'm still going to use magic but instead yeah. i am going to try and see another place or time uh to try and spy on eddie uh and see where he is um and that i'm rolling now Ooh, that is an eight so mixed success okay um so uh, you're trying to see another place in time. Now you have your glitches. Either the effect is weakened. It's on a short. It's of a short duration. You take one harm, ignoring armor. The medic draws immediate unwelcome detention, or it has a problematic side effect. Uh, short duration, I think. Okay. Um. So how do you do this? I pick up the I pick up the phone and I basically uh. Uh, try and sense any sort of energy that's emanating from there. Uh, and um, I use the mental image of what Eddie, uh, my brief experience with Eddie was. 
and I try and uh, find him, essentially, by, uh, for lack of a better term, astral projecting, uh, by, uh, to see another place or time. Um, yeah, so you, you follow it through the phone line. Um, it, it almost seems like um, you feel yourself, your spirit or two, um, bits of electrons running through the, the copper wire. And I'm no expert, so I'm just assuming telephone lines are copper wire. But you're running through the wire, and um, you find yourself um, into a large room where um, there are several people uh, connecting phone lines, and um, you can follow that through onto another location um, that is on the East Coast. And, but whenever you arrive there, um, you see uh, a young man who is around Dor's age um, with silver, almost white hair. And um, you just see the back of his head. And um, you're kind of floating there in your astral self. And he turns his head to look at you. And before you can see his face, um, two burning red eyes and shadows start moving towards you to block uh, Eddie from your vision. And um, you feel yourself being pushed and forced out. And suddenly you're back inside the Krabby Motel room. And I, I don't know if there was any visual effects. I don't know if uh, Dor would have saw anything, but I pick up the phone, I place it back on the on the bedside table, so, and so um, what Dor would have seen is um, like your gaze like going off as you like touch the phone, and then um, before you were back in your body, Dor, you would notice that there is kind of like red indentions like over um, Sybil's eyes and then it like vanishes whenever she gets back into her body in like 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 something was like indentions like something was pressed against her face and then released or like or like 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 or like there was an overlay of red yeah it's it's um, almost like she was sunburned in that area to a dark red, huh. and then okay. it, it yeah. fades to where it's gone whenever she enters your body again. And I, I act as if everything is completely normal because, from my perspective, it is, and that's what I'm trying to put off. Uh, and I uh, put the phone back on the table, and I, and I, um, I say very calmly to Doran. I'm sure everything will be all right. If you have any more nightmares or visitors uh, in your dreams, let me know. Um, I, I don't, I don't believe it was Eddie that uh, was trying to contact you. I, I, I didn't get that sense. It, it, it can't. It, it. It can't have been Eddie. Eddie wouldn't. Eddie. 
and they wouldn't just ask if I was coming home for Christmas. Nemo, what are you doing right now? Well, I was uh, just uh, after my, after the the dinner I had with Dor. I would have gone back into my room. Uh, I don't sleep. I don't actually eat. I, I do so purely to make humans feel comfortable. Uh, so I decided that I would get some paperwork done. So I've been doing paperwork now for the past uh, eight <laughs> hours. It's quite enjoyable. I've been keeping the records nice and clean. Uh, yes, I've just been, uh, da, da, da. Nemo is the only person Savati. who enjoys doing their taxes. Well, I don't. I, it's not even my taxes. It's Savati's taxes. <laughs> that's true. That's true. I'm telling you, yes, the man still thinks we use the gold standards, and not 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 the gold standard you're aware of, the one where you know they actually used gold coins. But that's a story for another day. Yes. <laughs> I, I do have to trade in gold coins, though. But uh, yes, d- different different time. Do what? But do I get do I get a phone call or? Yes, actually, you do get a phone there? call. Oh. Hello, I'll pick it up. I, I enjoy these newfangled devices. Hello, yes? You hear the very familiar voice of Severus Savati, and he says... Oh, hello, Severus. Hello, Nemo. Um, it is almost 8.30 now, and I would greatly appreciate it if you would um, round the troops and get everyone ready for us to uh, go ahead and shove off and get set up in our next town. Of course, yes, I will get right to that by the way, we seem to be in an expenditure of uh, corn dogs, as you call them. Uh, so I will have to talk to you about that. But I will get everyone ready. So I will hang up. Thank you. Thank you for your call. Yes. Get everyone ready. All right. Thanks. Thunk. Right. Uh, okay. Yes. Um, hmm. uh, in, in my experience, who would be the least likely to be getting up? Who, who would I need to wake up first? Who's going to be the, the hardest to rouse? Hmm. Um... Sybil's always in a dreamlike state, uh, so whether or not you can actually rouse her is up for debate. Um, but y- you'd probably wake Sybil up first, I would imagine. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Well, I will. I will go to Sybil's room. I will close my door, lock it, and I shall head over. Okay. Oh. Hello. Knocking on oh, the door. Oh. oh. Well, you wouldn't. Uh, Sorry, what? Uh, yes. Yeah, I was going to say. I know, yeah. I, I know, I know. I know. <laughs> you knock and there's no answer. You knock on the tent and okay? nobody answers. Oh, that's absolutely fine. I, I could make my way back to her. Uh, mm, perhaps I shall go to... Ooh, who could I do? I could see Dor. Hmm, I could. But Dor wakes up quite early, so it's, it's not that necessary. I'm sure she'll be up. Uh, hmm. Well, hmm, who else could I see? I don't know who else is there. I I've, I seem to have forgotten some of the names of the carnival folk. Um, well, Lexis is the twenty-four hour woman, so she's already ahead. Um, you could. Yep, yep. She's um, up. and I mean, if you want to just kind of say you just start going through and ha- uh, waking him up. Um, I. Oh yes, of course. Yeah, yes. I just want to know. Um, in what order would you go to door first, or would you go uh, see Jonas first? Oh, I would see Jonas long before door. Y- Jonas is so sweet, but they do have a tendency to, to lie in a little bit. Just a little bit, not as bad as Sybil, so I'll, I'll have to go check them out. Before we resolve that, um, Chess, you've been so patient. 
Um, so where does Chess find himself? Well, it depends. Uh, what time of day is it currently? Uh, it's morning. It's it's around 8.30. Okay, then uh, Chess is probably just waking up from an extremely rough uh, night of sleep uh, because he is, is really, really worried about having just uh, lost all of the uh, items that he was carrying in his briefcase uh, to, to sell on his uh, travels. Um, in fact, he is, I think, as he gets up and walks uh, into the bathroom, um, I think we kind of like get a peek at him as he passes by the mirror, and he has got a big black shiner uh, just on his right eye. Um, he, yeah, he, he uh, uh, had an altercation uh, where someone was trying to steal the things out of his uh, little, um, uh, what is it called? Uh, what is that car called? Oh, uh, station wagon. Uh, he drives like a wood paneled station wagon. Uh, and someone had broken the back window and was stealing his briefcase out of the back. Uh, and he managed to see them uh, and tried to confront them, and it did not go in his favor. Um, just a, a little bit of context. Uh, Chess is uh, Indian. Um, he has uh, like a, a bright smile, short, dark hair, uh, and he is almost universally wearing a suit and tie. Um, he is a traveling salesman, so he kind of makes his way uh, uh, around just trying to hawk his various wares. Um, also, he has a, a, a little thin mustache, uh, and he's probably in his late 40s or early 50s. So, uh, plenty of lines on his face. Um, did Chess get a good look at who was breaking into his station wagon? It was all a blur. Okay. Um, uh, were they wearing a mask? It seemed like they had some sort of like hood up or something like that. I don't think they had anything specifically covering their face, but it was dark outside, and they weren't necessarily in a pool of um, of uh, lamplight. So I, I think all he kind of caught was like, oh, they're wearing a hood, and they uh, want to take my things. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's... Um, and um, Chess would definitely know that the carnival is staying at the same uh, roadside motel. Mm-hmm. Like, because they, they have, you know, um, big, like, semi-trucks and stuff that carry the different rides. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, the different vehicles all have, like, this, the familiar blue and uh, gold uh, signage for Savarti's Traveling Fun Fair. Mm-hmm. I, think so. he, I think he pulled up uh, after the carnival had already arrived. Uh, and so he was kind of like, there was not very much parking, I think, left left yeah. over. Uh, so he had to kind of park a little ways away, like out in, you know, maybe around the back of the motel or something. Yeah. yeah uh, and that's that why, you know, his his uh, his car was pretty, pretty uh, easy to break into. Um, yeah. But it, yeah, if it's that morning, he's probably getting up. Uh, he, he's kind of putting on his suit and tie. He looks a little bit more bedraggled than usual, I would I would guess. Um, and he's going to try to make his way down to the uh, front office uh, to see if they have... Actually, I should ask, were CCTVs uh, active in the 60s? Okay. Um, he's he's going to go down to the front desk and ask if they maybe saw anyone 
that they might be able to like point him in a certain direction. Um, and the person who is sitting at the front desk is, um, she is a, um, uh, she's a, a white woman. Um, she is probably in her late twenties to her mid thirties. She was not the same person who, um, would have admitted, uh, chess in. Okay. Um, but uh, her name tag says Cheryl, with a Y. Hey, Cheryl. Uh, so, quick question for you. Uh, did anyone around here happen to see uh, there was a person in a, a hood, and they, well, they dang done stole my briefcase out of my back of my car. And, um, you know, I had some valuable wares in there. Uh, really really gonna need those back if at all possible i did uh buy them with my own money uh, i was sort of hoping to sell them at a profit but uh uh that uh, dream has been dashed against the rocks uh without this briefcase so any any help you can provide would be helpful Thank well you. uh sure. i should tell you from the, the the first off that um we don't we don't handle replacing anything anything that gets lost or stolen um, it's not on us. It's on you. You should have taken better care of your things. Yeah, uh, that's completely fair. This one is on me. I am deeply sorry for that. Um, but uh, you not say... planning on suing. Not planning on suing. For the record. Oh yeah, I, yeah. Um, but you did say you um, you 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 sell them, right? The the items that you lost. I do. Okay. Well, then you know somebody. You you know how somebody who can help you replace them. So that's that's a good. We're we're looking at the positives. Ooh, yeah, great at great personal financial cost to me, Cheryl. If Ooh. I'm being perfectly honest with you, um, this was kind of I was kind of in it for the long haul on this one, and uh, sank sank. I'm just gonna be honest here. A significant portion of my savings into that one briefcase. Ooh. So, um, I don't know if it, if you could. I don't know if there might have been anyone outside that could have seen anything um, you you might want to ask some of the carnival folk um you know they're they're oh, not do you ones... think you think they would have been outside they could have seen something um yeah i mean they they seemed like the folk who who don't want to stay inside their uh their rooms for very long so um they they might know something you might be able to catch one of them before they head out um oh, great if you, if you want i can uh i can give a call to sheriff fox Oh well, there, I don't really think there's a need to bring any sheriffs into this. I, I'm just hoping to to meet up with uh, uh, this person and ask them kindly for my briefcase back. Uh, and uh, frankly, I'm, I'm I'm hopeful that they will oblige. Uh, thank you, Cheryl. I'm gonna go talk to the carnival workers, and uh, you have a nice day. Okay. Um, you said you were a traveling salesman. Uh, what 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 exactly were you selling? Well, uh, see, we got a we got a fine selection here at Lookers. Uh, we've got all kinds of spices and brushes and various kitchen implements, um, and also uh, our our best selling product by far is our vacuums. Um, oh. We come by, we demonstrate, we make sure everybody knows these vacuums are the best vacuums on the market right now. Um, and I would appreciate you spreading the message. Cheryl, uh, that we yeah. have excellent vacuums at Lookers, um, where we make everyone who sees you say, "Wow, damn, that's a Looker." Huh? Wow, that's interesting. Um, there's there's actually a, another vacuum salesman who's staying with us tonight. 
Uh, he's actually right oh. across the, 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 the road. Uh, and I think he's catching some breakfast. So uh, you might be able to talk to him. And oh, he may great. be able to help you out. One, uh, one of my own. What, what's his name? Uh, his name is Dean Steele. Dean Steele. Yeah, now that's 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 a, a good old good old American name, Dean Steele. Um, uh, it's Steele with three E's. With three. Where's the third E? Uh, it's it's at the end. It's a, okay. Gotcha. Okay. Um. Yeah. Overall, Cheryl uh, really hated losing my briefcase last night, but honestly, feeling pretty upbeat about the morning. So, um, by the way, Cheryl. It, you guys don't need a vacuum, do you? Uh, no, I, I I believe we have we have somebody to um, we order out of a catalog. I, I think I, we got a catalog. If you want to look through the, I, I I still got the catalog. It wasn't in the briefcase. Uh, I do, could drop off a catalog space? later, maybe if you. Yeah, want to yeah, that would be, that would be that would be wonderful. We'll we'll give it. We'll definitely give it a look. Great, uh, and remember, lookers, where everyone who sees you will go. Wow, that that's a looker. All right. Okay. All right, thank you. Have a nice day, Cheryl. Yeah, you uh, too. And uh, Chess walks out headed for... Did, did she say that uh, Dean was in the diner? Yes. Okay, I'm, I'm headed that way then. Okay, then um, before we go that way, um, let's go ahead and um, resolve what's going on with Nemo. So you are... Um, you get to uh, Jonas's room and... Um, you notice that, um, the door is slightly ajar. Oh. Jonas! Jonas! There's no response. It's it's quite unusual for them. um... Okay, okay, Jonas. I, I'm going to be coming in if you're if you're in a state of undress. I, I I'm averting my eyes. Okay, right. I, I'm going to be coming in now. I push the door. I, well, I don't push open. Like I I kind of come in my eyes like covered a little bit, and then I, like close the door. Right. I, are you in a state of undress? You- Your silence is not calming me. Okay, I'm opening my eyes. I open my eyes. And it is an extremely um, bloody and vicious scene. Um, there is not um, not much to be said about um, where Jonas is. But you've probably, in your very long life, have seen enough grisly and ugly scenes to know that, um, yeah, this, this doesn't look good. Can I locate the body? Um, Is there a body at all? So, um, as you go further into the room, um, into the bathroom, the um, shower shade is pulled, like, so it's closed. Um, But it's pulled taut, so you know there has got to be something, like, holding it like that. Yes. I will attempt to move it so I can have a, a better look inside. Uh, let me see if I need to have you do any kind of rolls for me. Uh, yeah, you, um, 
yeah, you pull it open and um, you find um, what is remains of Jonas Hauser. How how intact is the is the cadaver? Are the limbs, head, and torso all still attached? Is 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 my primary question. Um, the head is, um, and um, from elbows up are attached to the torso. Um, the rest of it is um, definitely a grisly scene. <sighs> Any other questions that you have, um, I'm gonna have to ask you to investigate a mystery. Absolutely fine. I will crouch down to to Jonas, and I will. Is Jonas's eyes closed, or have they remained open? Uh, they are open and um, frozen in terror. I will gently close them, and. I shall bid a good friend farewell. Right. Well. Oh, this is. I I will I will investigate for now. Um, uh, I will see what I can deduce. I don't think I'm going to get very far. Nemo is not the brightest hammer in the hammer bag. But uh, he he will endeavor to <laughs> to see how far this goes. As, as the saying, yes, as the saying, not the sharpest hammer. I'm on pretty the sure Christmas that's an American. <laughs> yes, uh, quite a quite a common American idiom. Yes, I'm I'm learning. Um, so I shall attempt, although I I'm likely to fail, since it's a minus one. But you know, oh no, actually, it's, I think it's just a zero. But what else? That's not a very sixties thing to say, but. Uh, I shall endeavor. Uh, da, da, da. Uh, that is an eight, shockingly. Oh, wow. So, so I on died. a yes. seven and nine, um, you hold one. Uh, you can ask what happened here. What sort of creature is it? What can it do? What can hurt it? Where did it go? What was it going to do? And what is being concealed here? Oh, that's a lot of questions. <laughs> I believe that I'm going to go through my system of thought. I believe that I'm not going to be the only one that sees this unfortunate scene. So I think the most pertinent question to ask is what is being concealed here? Is there anything that I'm not seeing? Um, Or is the picture laid bare? So as you're looking over the body, um, your eyes go to the drain. And you see at the drain, there's kind of this um, black liquid. And it looks it looks kind of like a uh, thicker, chunky soup. To be honest, that's the kind of consistency. Um, you know this isn't human blood. And um, like whenever you look at it, an eye opens up. And then, like as in the liquid is looking back at you. And then you hear... <laughs> as it goes down the drain. Dirty little bastard. 
Oh, oh, I know you can hear me, you little shit. I am going to find you, and I swear to whatever unholy being you see as a master, I'm going to fucking rip your fucking eyes out of your fucking skull. Do you hear me? I'm saying this into a drain, so perhaps losing some of the fright factor, but I am quite irate right now. So, uh, Dor and Sybil, um, what are you all doing now? Uh, besides making stupid <laughs> jokes in the chat, um... <laughs> He's Irish. I'm, I'm Scottish, we've been over this. <laughs> it's okay, so am I. It's, it's fine. Um... I think I would uh, uh, be uh, attempting to calm Dor down if she's still kind of um, on edge from her experience with the the phone call earlier. She's on edge um, now. Yeah, I think I think she I think she's like like sort of trying to pull it together, mm. like very very much still kind of freaked out and on edge, but like trying to do the all right. Like I know we have to travel today, yeah. and 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 I still think it was just a dream so just sit down just lay in bed or on your chair it doesn't I, i'm gonna make you some tea i'm uh i have a special blend uh it's well you don't need to worry about what it is but it's a special blend um uh and i start making a tea and i hand her a cup and uh i say just it? sip it slowly and let your your nerves calm um I definitely didn't put any whiskey in there. It's not a hot toddy at all. Um, <laughs> as you say, you say like sip, you know, sip it slowly. Yes. As soon as you turn away, she just like drains the entire cup. Oh, that's just what we need. And it 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 does burn on the way down. Yeah. Also, because it's hot tea. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, mm-hmm. door. Uh, because it's hot tea. Um, I'm. <clears throat> Afraid I'm gonna to have to ask you to take one harm. Oh no! You scalded yourself. Why would you scald yourself? <laughs> the first harm Why? of the episode is from hot oh, fucking tea. I, I told you to sip it. I told you to sip. It's very hot. And I I, I rub my hands together and I I poke her on the head, and uh, I do not heal any harm. Uh, I failed that roll. Oh, that's given that's her a dive uh, roll. Thank you for letting me know that. <laughs> Door mark experience. Um, I get yeah, experience, mark experience. which means yeah. uh, heal. So you've roll. got to mutate her now horribly. Sorry, Dor, that's just how these things work. It's how magic no, works. no, I'm, I'm just, just going to tuck that move. back as a hard move to use later. Tentacles everywhere. Oh, lovely. A keeper after my own heart. <laughs> I was about to say, because a very wise keeper Fabulous. once told me, don't be afraid to use hard moves, and you don't have to use them immediately. <laughs> Dora, you're chasing the monster, but then your bones turn to jelly. Oh no, it's a delayed smell. But... <laughs> what a weird time for the. Dora, come on, we've got to chase You're after. messing with magic. Magic is chaotic. Yeah. So as I as I poke Dora on the head, uh, trying to heal the one harm um, from her drinking scalding hot tea, would not suggest it. Um, there's a there's a spark, and I'm like, oh, uh, uh. It, 
ignore that. You're, you'll you'll be fine. It's it's not a big deal. Um, would you would you like some more uh, tea? <laughs> no, don't give her. She doesn't know how to handle it. I think I think honestly, I could do it some breakfast. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good idea. There's a isn't there a, a diner like right down the way? Do you think we yeah, should? It... I'll Ooh. I'll give you a second to gather your. Yeah, it, uh, I'm I'm good I'm good I'm good good good. Um, yeah, it was uh, yeah, it was um, Nemo Nemo and I had 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 dinner there last night. There was just the. the, the Oh my gosh, Sybil, these biscuits. You need to have these biscuits. No, the, gravy, now, the, gravy probably, the bright gravy would probably be good right now. Sort of soothe my throat. We mm. should do that. We should go. What time do we have to leave? You know, I'm not sure, but I'm sure Nemo will find us uh, if we just, you know, stay in the same spot. You know, he'll he'll definitely be able to find us. We can get breakfast, have a, have a nice meal, relax after such a... Let's just get some stuff to to soothe your throat. Let's get a meal. Get those biscuits in you. Good call. Yeah, I, I'm 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 okay. I just need to. I think once we're once we're on the road, I'll be good. Yeah, you guys start making your way. Um, I'm assuming that Door's room is like closer to the road than um, Jonas's is. So, yeah, of course. Yeah, because Dora's yeah, that kind of yeah. person. <laughs> I need to have access to the road. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah Dora yeah, doesn't yeah, even yeah, sleep yeah, on the bed. She just yeah. sits in a chair and just watches the road, accent. just like. Yeah. We joke PTSD. <laughs> I mean, just like, 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 like yeah. a. Just, just like a tiny we do need to discuss about the fact that Dora insists on removing the safeties on all the guns that she owns. That's a bit concerning. <laughs> oh, but no. It's fine. I mean, whatever. They're all cocked as well. I have, I, again, excellent, excellent yeah, fire. Great track record. Apart from that one time. <laughs> the, one one time. time. Just, just. I think it was twice, actually. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, it was twice. twice. It's fine. Yeah, no, it's fine. Chess, you fine. enter um, the diner half of um, the gas station building. And, um,. So it's um, linoleum floors. Um, you know, it's got uh, cushy seats at a bar at one end, and the room is surrounded by, like, on the outsides of it is just all um, uh, booths. And then there are a few, like, diner tables and chairs, like, scattered mm-hmm. in the center of it. It's, it's your typical diner. Um, at this time, there are definitely patrons in there. Um, a lot of okay. working class uh, traveling folks, um, you know, a few truck drivers. Um, um, you see there is um, there are two men sitting at the bar. Um, one of them is in. Uh, uh, he's in a gray suit with a blue tie and he's got a yellow shirt under it that has like some kind of floral designs on it okay um and he has like kind of short gray hair um almost like military buzz cut but it's got a little bit extra on the top um i know there's a name for that haircut but i can't remember what it is right now (laughs) high yes high and tight thank you 
I, I remember that haircut well. Yeah, same here. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's got a high and tight. And then further down um, at the end of the bar, um, there is a man who um, has his hair is oiled into like, you know, a part on one side. Um, mm-hmm. And he's got a very pencil thin mustache and a um, Van Dyke style goatee. Um, and okay. the best way I can describe him is he looks like uh, Vincent Price. <laughs> and he's wearing um, kind of a uh, he's he's definitely overdressed because he's wearing a three piece suit. That is oh, that okay. is um, it's it's not quite black, but it's it's an almost off black color. Gotcha. Um, I do believe you might have a move for this, though. Uh, to figure out which one is Dean. Um, I well, um, whenever you first come in contact. Um, oh yes. So um, <laughs> yeah. So because one of these um, fine people may uh, inside of here, um, I want you to go ahead and um, you can automatically ask a question off to investigate a mystery. I I believe that's the one. Yeah, yeah. So that is that is my uh, searcher move, cryptid sighting, uh, which I took as my background for this character. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it says, you take note of any reports of strange creatures. Whenever you first see a new type of creature, you may immediately ask one of the investigative mystery questions. So, okay, I am going to ask, let's see. Um, I, think, I, I think I just want to know what sort of creature is it. Um, so, um, hmm. If if I can make out that information, <laughs> do, 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 no. do the rest of us um, plug our ears? I, I kind of like I figured you were gonna ask this. Um, so you like you can really sense that there is something amiss in the room. Um, like you feel mm-hmm. the small hairs on the back of your neck um, stand on end, and um, okay. as you look down the bar. Um, you can see this man who definitely sticks out. Um, you look at him and he looks back at you briefly and his eyes kind of flash green and then go back. Um, and, um, do you think that's officially the answers or would you like more information? No, I think that's enough to go on for now. Is there anything, uh, like, do I get a, you said that the hairs on the back of my neck stand up. Actually, you know what? I am going to use a move. Um, I am going to roll my alternative weird move, uh, which is sensitive. Uh, When you open up your brain to the psychic environment, roll plus weird. On a 10 or more, you gain a definitive or a definite impression, a vision, a tangible aura, an overheard thought, etc. about something important. On a 7 to 9, you gain a hazy impression about something important. And on a miss, your brain makes contact with something dangerous. Um, what I'm trying to do is, like, I think, I think Chess has a pretty finely attuned sense of, like, his mm-hmm. surroundings, even if he's not always uh, careful about that. I think, like... You know, the hair standing up on the back of his neck is something he pays attention yeah. to. Um, 
so what I'm really trying to learn is like whether this person seems dangerous to to okay. me personally. Yeah. All right. That is an eight plus two. Okay. So on a ten, can you please remind me again what? Um, I don't have the alternate moves in front of me. Yeah, no worries. On a 10 or more, you gain a definite impression, such as a vision, a tangible aura, an overheard thought, etc., about something important. Um, yeah, so you you look at him, and as you tap into this psychic realm, um, you can see sort of um, different auras of the people around you um, to the ones who... Um, whether or not they're they're dangerous specifically to you and you get the mm-hmm. the impression that um that this man specifically is not um is definitely not human but is not dangerous to you cool okay so i i i feel like chess with that information um is going to not really it's kind of like giving a sidelong glance at this guy but is pretty sure that that person is not dean Steele, is not the person they're looking for or that he's looking for rather um also just sorry for flavor real quick um i don't think chess really knows when he taps into the psychic environment that that's what he's doing i picture it more as like him feeling like he has a really overactive imagination. So sometimes he has these, like, what he would describe as daydreams, where he kind of, like, imagines things or, like, thinks that he overhears somebody's thoughts, but he has always dismissed them as, like, oh, yeah, like, I'm, you know, I feel like I have a very overactive imagination. So I, I think he's going to kind of, like, Keep keep one eye on this uh, this creature down at the end of the bar and uh, walk up to approach the other person at the bar. Uh, and he's going to stick out his hand and say, uh, Hi, I'm Chess. Uh, uh, it's a pleasure. Uh, I was hoping you, they said down at the motel that you are another vacuum salesman. Uh, I was really hoping to uh, get a sense if you had seen anything last night. I, I got... Um, well, I got mugged, uh, as you can see, and I am trying to find uh, uh, my wares, which I'm, I'm sure you can relate to. Uh, sunk a lot of money in there, so really, really intent on getting those back if I can. Um, so, I, were you at the motel last night? Did you see anything? Um, and he he turns to uh, look at Chess, and he's like, "Yeah, I've been staying there all week." And uh, real sorry to hear about your um, your misfortune. Uh, did you get a good look at it? Who did who did it? Uh, no, um, I did. I got a real good look at his hand um, as it smashed me in the eye. Uh, didn't get a good look at anything else. Uh, so I was wearing some kind of hoodie or some such clothing. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, not not much else. Mostly just uh, the fist in the, in in my here eye. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. That's uh, that's gonna be a real good story someday. You you're just gonna, you know, definitely play that up later. You know, whenever well, you see somebody. 
I mean, if I find the briefcase, it's going to be a good story. If I don't find the briefcase, it's it's going to be on my bankruptcy filing. So, um... Oh, well, son. My name uh, is Dean Steele. Uh, I think you picked me right out of a crowd. And uh, he, he holds out his um, uh, large hand to you. Uh, yeah, I, I give it a good firm salesman shake. He, he, you know, does the firm salesman shape back, and uh, he grins, and he's like, yeah, I could definitely tell. You're you're a one-of-a-kind customer. I'm going to see if I can help you out as best as I can, because, uh, you know, whenever you're dealing with Dean Steele, any deal you make is going to be a steal. <laughs> Fuck me. I hate you. I hate you That's so amazing. Much, um. Real, real quick, Ray, I, I want to bring this to your attention. Yes. Um, not that it will necessarily come up in this exact conversation, but uh, I one of my searcher moves is called Fellow Believer. Uh-huh. And it says, people understand that you've also known strangeness. Bystanders will talk to you about weird things they would not trust another uh, another hunter or a mundane official to believe. So I think if Dean has seen anything that he might classify as like, strange or supernatural um he might feel more comfortable talking to me about it than he than he would you know anyone else at the diner really okay dean thinks he's like okay well now which 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 about way were you parked at oh well uh to be perfectly honest with you i was parked behind the motel that so there's something in town there's all those trucks and everything sparty's something um and they had taken up well, to be honest, most of the parking. Uh, so I, I really needed. I would. I'd just come off a twenty-hour driving day, uh, and I. I, be honest with you, really needed the rest. So just sort of pulled yeah, off yeah, and uh, pulled into the dirt off to the side behind the motel. Ooh, rookie mistake. Yeah. Anytime that happens, uh, you definitely want to be parked somewhere under light, um, and just even make it inconvenient if you can, because yeah, it's inconvenient. Somebody's going to be paying attention. I'll tell you that much. I uh, I saw them out the uh, back window of my uh, motel room. Had to run literally all the way around the entire building, uh, and still got this shiner for my for my troubles. So um, yeah, it's been a hell of a night. If I'm being honest, Dean. Well, <clears throat> I didn't see anybody, but I mean, you know, and he he kind of leans in with all them carny folk here i wouldn't be surprised if one of them tried to if they're they're the kind of kind of organization that attracts uh near do wells if you know what i mean you know they can move into town move out it's uh it's very flighty you know without them getting too much trouble and i mean there's so many of them you know you never know who did what and when you know what i mean yeah you know dean i feel like that's an overbroad characterization of carny folk well, I'm just telling you from my uh, my experiences. Well, Dean, I, I really feel like you should uh, maybe maybe reevaluate some things in your in your life about how you view carny folk. I, I, I feel like uh, all the carny folk I've come across have been perfectly fine, respectable, uh, respectable, upstanding citizens. And honestly, I, I, I'll be honest with you, Dean. I'm not entirely sure what they would find use for with a briefcase full of brushes and spices i can't imagine they're doing a whole lot well, of cooking. i mean it's worth something to you so and you're trying to sell it so they may i don't know be trying to swoop in see what they can pawn off or sell off or what have you 
It's a fair point. It's a fair point. Did you? So you saw one of the carny folk? Uh, uh, no, uh, I'm just looking for something of mine, oh, or I mean, or I think they're all looking being suspicious. suspicious. But I, I guess that's okay. Well, see, I I think we're back to the overbroad characterization. Yeah, I, of I think we're kind of talking in circles here, and um, I I think we ought to just agree to disagree on on that front. But um, if I see anything yeah, right. or hear anything about anybody, um, yeah, I'll I'll definitely let you know. Um, but yeah, uh, you might want to keep your eye out though. Um, there's, uh, well, being in this part of the the U.S. of A., um, there's definitely some coyotes that come out at night. Um, so you might want to might want to just make sure you're you're well taken care of. You know what I mean? Now, Dean, uh, if I'm being perfectly honest with you, not really oh, sure I, what a I coyote wasn't saying that. I was just thinking more in the. Um. Oh, oh, I see. I, I yeah. see now. You, you were saying the coyotes come after me, yeah. personally, um. my flesh and blood. Well, Dean, I uh, gotta be honest with you. Hadn't really considered yeah. that before. Uh, you, am now terrified. By any of chance, coyotes. do you have any kind of firearms with you? Uh, yeah, I do. I do have a small handgun, but. Uh, I'll be perfectly honest with you. Never fired a single well, shot out of it. Not even sure if it that. works. Uh, if you're going to be carrying around a gun, you definitely want to make sure you know how to use it. Anything else is just irresponsible. I. It's it's got. I I was using the barrel to hold um, a cigarette um, that I was saving for later, and. Uh, um. His his mouth is kind of. I think open, yeah. Just like kind of like. Looks over his shoulder. He's kind of like trying to see if anyone vaguely matches the person that he saw last night. Like, I, I still don't think he had a good, like, he, he really didn't get a good look at this person who, you know, who stole his stuff. But I think he's kind of looking generally for like height and maybe if they're wearing like a similar hoodie or like something along those lines. So, um, Chess would definitely notice that Sybil is wearing a red hoodie. Uh, Dean, is, I'll be right back. Um, and Chess, uh, walks up to Sybil. Oh. And puts out a, puts out a hand. Uh, uh, hey, uh, I'm nice to meet you. I'm Sybil. Who are you? Hi, uh, my name's Chess Sastry. Uh, and I'm looking for a briefcase that went missing out of um, the back of my car and then, uh, you know, just sort of like wandered off, seemed to have wandered off on its own. You, I don't, you, you're, do you wear this hoodie a lot? Every day of my life. Okay, all right. So see, uh, the person that stole my briefcase and punched me was also wearing a hoodie. Is there any chance you... Got, you have my briefcase and would be willing to give it back or know who did? Uh, no, I don't have it. No, I'm not willing to give it back because I don't have it. Yes, I might be able to help you find someone that has it. Excellent. Great. Uh, well, I'll be happy to comp you with some merch from the inside of the briefcase upon recovery of said briefcase. Oh, well, you, you really don't have to, I. but, you know, I, I appreciate it. Oh, actually, I will not then, because it will put me at a great financial deficit. Uh, 
well, you know, the offer was nice. Thank you. Thank you for the out. Honestly, I was looking for the out. I just figured that that was the, the charitable thing to do. Um, but I, I really appreciate you giving me reprieve from that because honestly, um, not sure how I would have survived without every single item in well, that. You briefcase. know, anything I can do to help. You know, if you need a few bucks to get down the road, I don't have it, but I would give it to you for sure. Uh, um, now, when you say that you lost a briefcase, um, can you describe uh, a little bit more about uh, the briefcase, its contents, and your assailant? Uh, well, uh, I work for the looker Lookers. Um, I don't know if you, you probably oh, yeah. heard about yeah, Lookers. Of we, we got yeah. everyone uh, all, all around the nation now. There's at least... Um, Oh, let's see. Now, Sue, Sue dropped out. Uh, well, there's eight of us, for sure. Do you know, do you know Benny? Benny. He, I, I'm Benny. So, sorry. I feel he like... Maybe he's not is Benny... Benny's a new recruit? No, um, no. no he, um, he, it was probably years ago. He, he, was, he was the one that came by. You sell vacuums, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We sell yeah. vacuums. We sell brushes. Yeah. We yeah. sell... Well, yeah. Yeah, but, but, sorry, <laughs> sorry. I'm Dor. Um, Benny, Benny was. Dor, pleasure to meet you. She, she gives you like an, un, an unusually surprisingly strong handshake. Oh wow, you you've got quite the grip on you. Um, but, but Benny was he, sorry. He was um he was he he sold vacuums in, in the town. That's all. I just I thought it, it's been it's been a very long time since I, <laughs> um, since I met anybody who might know somebody that I know. Um, so sorry, but Benny was, it was a while ago. You probably don't know. I'm sorry. Well, I, I, no, no, not a problem at all. I don't know Benny, but, uh, see that guy over there and, uh, chest points over his shoulder back towards Dean. Wouldn't you know it? He also sells vacuums. So he might know Benny. Um, you hear police sirens and you see two squad cars and an ambulance pull up to the motel and, um, three officers get out of the car. Oh no! Did did something happen at the motel? I I just had come over here for breakfast. I haven't been gone long. Is do you think everyone's all right? Is that a fire truck? And we will find out more about what those shenanigans are next time on Two Dollar Creature Feature. So uh, thank you for joining us. And uh, you can find our Twitter. And I I always bung this up, even though it's easy to remember. It's the at two dollar creature that's our universal name it's like that all across all social media um so you can go there and check that out um i don't know if we have a snapchat though is that a thing that people do i don't know That's why we do it at the end of the podcast, because nobody listens to the end of a podcast. <laughs> we have a MySpace. We have a Zanga. Um, we're working on the OnlyFans. Um, we're, we're also on Neopets, um, if you want to go on there and, you know, uh, yeah, we do not have a WoW guild.